The best in Internet talk radio. A mind-bendingly ingenious plan to control the universe. We're building the best Internet talk radio on the planet. TalkZone.com Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Our guest today is Lisa Rice, co-author of For Parents Only. Lisa, where can people get your book? Any bookstores. They're all over the place. Barnes & Noble, Borders, I believe, some Walmart. Christian bookstores all over. And, uh, you know, of course, Amazon.com, several Internet sites. So so there's three books here that sort of go together, um, um, for women only, for men only, and for parents only. That's right. We also have for young women only, for teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And then this August, September comes for the final only book. And that is for young men only, for teenage boys, how to understand the wild world of girls. So I've read three of these books, and I just want to say I highly recommend them. You know, we have a high level of alignment, and uh, they describe things quite well. You can understand your mate better. You can understand kids better. Kids can understand themselves and, and the world they're coming into better. This is good stuff. These are the only series for men only, for young women only, for women only, for parents only, and coming out for young men only, right? That's it. That's exactly it. Only if I knew this before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's number three on our hot item list here? That's right. I don't know we'll get through all of them, but the number three we call taking charge, the good thing about being the bad guy. Mm Mm-hmm. That is what we found. You know, we we generally believe as parents sometimes that if we get tough, our kids will get mad, and it's just more peaceful to be their friend. Hmm. You know, we have so many families, especially with our down economy right now, where mom and dad both have to just work, work, work to make ends meet. Yeah. And the, the little time they have with their kids, they don't want to be the bad guy. They want it to be peaceful. And so you have a lot of kids who don't really have a real parent. That's right. And what we found is that regardless of what these kids say, our kids really want a parent and not a friend. And if our discipline and consequences aren't consistent, they'll start losing respect for us and discounting our authority. You're, you're right. They, they need um, parents to lead the way, not best buds. That's right. You know, one kid said, we, I've got friends at school. I need parents. <laughs> we, you know, we actually asked this on the national survey. We said, if you had to choose between two ways your parents could relate to you, which one would you choose to help you become the good person you want to be? Mm-hmm. A, they hang out with me. They buy me things I want. They usually let me do the things I want to do, go where I want to go. They don't bug me about homework, and they don't hold me to rules. B was they set reasonable rules. They ensure I do my homework. They care about who I hang out with and how healthy I am. And they try to create family time and stay involved in my life. What kind of parents do you think most kids chose? Believe it or not, three out of four said they want to be the real parent, not the friend parent. You know, actually, I believe somehow cellularly or somehow how we're made, it translates down when parents have appropriate caring boundaries for us they love us, and no amount of friendship, ooey-gooey stuff, best buds, can buy what those caring, safe, uh, insightful boundaries for us uh, it can't exchange for that. You're exactly right. You know, even the kids themselves said what they're really looking for, bottom line, is a parent who is loving and firm. 
Right. They need both, or they're going to be in some weirdness there, you know, eventually. So it was really key, and we we just found that a lot of parents are just lax in this. They think it's easier to live and let live. Yeah. Permissiveness uh, is, it's like a... A dam, and we're permissive, so the dam's blown out on one side, and everything's supposed to be fine. Well, no, parents are supposed to show the boundaries, and you know, the more you love and care for your kids, the more you're going to try to show these boundaries right, and even emulate them. And then the kids are supposed to grow up within those safety nets, and know they can only stretch out so far past wholesome boundaries before they get in trouble so they have some kind of leniency or it's not just a prison but then you can go too far and you get some mature adults uh, drawing the line and saying we're going to have to have a consequence here or something that's exactly it kids and kids need that you know it makes them feel so secure when they feel walls around them and the ceiling and they know that they hit it and they might get angry and say something rude at the moment when they hit that wall but actually, on the inside, they admit it. It makes them feel good. You, you, yeah. know, you know, inevitably, there's scars if kids raise themselves and don't know the rules or don't know proper boundaries. Inevitably, you know, there's a, a dysfunction that grows out of that. That's true. That's true. And, you know, what parents need to know is that part of this taking charge bit, they're going to have to be involved in their kids' lives. They can't have that hands-off parenting thing where they just do their work and let the kids grow. They have to sort of roll up their sleeves and become sort of the parent FBI thing, find out where their kids really are, what they're doing, and actually we we even encourage parents to become sort of the Kool-Aid home is what we used to call it, the the home where it's a revolving door and the the kids are welcome and their friends are welcome. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say... For you out there, if you're too busy to have kids or you're too uncaring and you're too surface and you're maybe too close to being like a child 40 years old or 20 years old, still don't have kids. Please don't have kids. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Lisa Rice, is co-author of Four Parents Only, Getting Inside the Head of Your Kid and Figuring Out How to Get the Through the Landmine of Teen Years Successfully and Having a Responsible Child at the End of It. So I guess uh, we're being the referees, so you call it umpteen. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our fourth big highlighter here? Okay, the next thing that we as parents sometimes assume is that kids just really don't want much to do with our with their parents. And what we found is that though they may not look like it, they really want the security of knowing we'll be there for them and that we're making an effort to understand them yeah. and bring stability to their world. But if kids feel that we're judgmental or overreacting, again, they'll be like that skittish deer, and they'll, they'll run and they'll shut us out emotionally. Yeah. So we call that chapter security. Now, they just really need to be pulled in as kids. They might seem like they know everything, but they really need that that sort of unconditional love and that listening ear and that message that no matter what you do or where you go, this is your home forever. You're always welcome. There's nothing you could do that would make me stop loving you. So I've seen um, 
parents that have children that the children, every time they get around, let's say, Bobby, mm-hmm. Bobby Lee Jr. or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. every time their, their child, boy or girl, gets around Bobby Lee Jr., trouble happens. So what would you suggest would be a good approach to that? You know, it's so important who we hang around, and we're even seeing that now in with the presidential debate. You know, they're saying, they keep going back, are you trying to condemn this person because of who he associates with? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's actually a really important, you know, principle. You are going to be known by the friends you keep. Yeah. Well, and you, oh, go no, ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You know, we've got to instill in our kids, you know, this is crucial. You have to choose your friends wisely, and you will be judged by the people that you're hanging out yes. with. You, and you'll become wise if you hang out with wise people, and you become a fool if you hang out with fools. It's really true. You know, I had problems with a few friends like that, and every time I was around them, we got in trouble. And other friends, we never got in trouble. And I'm not the kind that would get in trouble, but it just the combination of being around that other person. You know, um, politically or in any other way, you know, a, a uh, Baptist person is not going to hang out by uh, around a let's say a catholic person they just aren't necessarily going to hang out all the time if there's say they're both ministers and they're both strong in their beliefs or a um a person isn't going to hang out around a racist if they're if, you know if they just don't want anything to do with that uh cruel and biased approach to life you know, they're not going to hang out around that kind of person. So people hang out around the type of people that there's at least a part of them that it resonates Yeah, resonates with. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And hopefully as our kids, you know, grow and that frontal lobe of the brain continues to develop, they'll, their choices will get wiser and wiser. That's, you know, that's the goal. Yeah. Choices will get better and better. My concern is, is, let's say we have a child that always gets in trouble with Bobby Lee Jr., what do we do? Yeah, you know what, in that case, again, a, a wise parent has to step in and just say, you know, make make it way less available, make that kid way less available to Bobby Lee Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and just say, you know what, kiddo, this is kind of toxic, this relationship, and explain that there's just something in Bobby Lee that, that pulls, like a magnet, the worst in you, and right. you're a good kid, and we don't want to see that piece in you being pulled like a magnet. But if you hang around Joey over here, look, you guys have fun. You never get in trouble. Why don't we have him over, you know, and keep that calendar busy with Joey yeah. and not Bobby Lee. Okay, you know? and so Bobby Lee, or he goes, well, Bobby Lee's cool. So yeah. then where do you go? You're cool, too. Here's the reason you're cool. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> okay, the fifth one here. Okay, the next one is all about listening. You know, kids, you know, parents, Parents, as parents, we always say, you know, they don't listen to us. But that was their number one complaint. Parents don't listen to teens. And what they're saying, what we really dug deeply, was that both boys and girls want to be heard, but they will only feel listened to if we calmly acknowledge their feelings before addressing a problem. And they'll only open up to us if they know that they can trust us Mm -hmm. with these things that matter to their hearts. You know, it's just like Jeff and Shanti pointed out in their book, for men only. Men have a tendency to just want to go for the fix. They see a woman's emotion as clutter that they must wade through to get to the fix, right? But women really need that emotion to be addressed before any fix can be had. 
And it's the same thing with kids. Teens are in that same boat. They need to have a parent who will, first of all, not freak out. Mm-hmm. And is, they kept saying freak out. And so we, we defined that, which is kind of funny. But um, So a parent who won't freak out, but who will acknowledge that feeling. You know, God, I bet that... Uh, I bet that kind of embarrassed you when you teach or da-da-da-da, or I bet yeah. that hurt your feelings, yeah. or, oh, man, that that must have felt really uncool when he said that about you. Yeah. Nice. So you got to touch on the feeling first, or there will be no fix. Yeah. Show, show them you're listening. That's right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today is Lisa A. Rice, co-author of For Parents Only. So I feel like the man comes more from a rational mind and the woman comes more from an emotional heart. And emotions are like water, and so you need to let the water flow and express itself a bit so it can fix itself and get in its element right while it's being listened to respectfully. That's true. That's a, that's a good way to put it. It's a re- really good word picture. And actually, science, brain science has studied men and women, too. And if you look at um, the woman's left and right hemisphere of the brain, there's all of these signals constantly going back and forth between left and right all the time. Yeah. And and with a man, they just kind of left, right. It's much slower. But the benefit in a man is that he can compartmentalize. That's why a lot of times a man will make a great military leader because he can sort of shut down windows or shrink windows in the desktop of his mind yeah. and bring only the most important thing to the forefront. Yeah. Whereas women, because we're nurturers and we've got so many things going on, we always have like seven to ten windows open. Mm-hmm. And we, we tested this, too, with the boys and girls in our focus groups. And we said, okay, girls, you know, we pointed to one girl. Jessica, what are you thinking right now? She said, well, I'm thinking about the test I have. I'm thinking about how my friend Julie is mad at me, and I'm wondering if I should text her quietly. I'm thinking, she named seven things she was thinking. And we turned to one of the guys, you know, and said, Larry, what are you thinking? He's like, oh, man, I was wondering who's going to eat that last piece of pizza. (laughs) Got my eye on it for the last three minutes. (laughs) Uh, Let's deal with priorities here. (laughs) You you know, I used to call myself a bubblehead. It it wasn't because I just had one thought, but it was more because I was in in a very centered being space all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's a little off your track, but I wanted to use Bubblehead because it's sort of funny. <laughs> okay, what's the sixth uh, big event here? Um, the next thing we found, and this was so fun. You know, we as parents sometimes think that there's absolutely no rhyme or reason to why teenagers act the way they do. You know, who hasn't seen the girl, you know, say, I got it, when you're teaching or just trying to teach her how to wash the car without smudging it, or, uh-huh. or a boy who says, fine. You know, we see these attitudes, especially when we have teens, and we just write it off as, as hormones and, you know, or we get angry or we, we label them with that big rebellion stamp. But what we found was that there, there's very different things that boys and girls do to show us that some fears inside have been triggered. You know, with boys, ah. we see silence, sulkiness, and anger as the top three things that boys show us when they are fearing their greatest fear, which is being powerless and disrespected. 
And with a girl, we see that uh, disrespectful attitude, that lipping off. Mm-hmm. And that is the number one sign of a girl's fear, of, of her core fear, which is being unlovely and unloved and ordinary or yeah. abandoned. Yeah. And so if we can address the key fears in our kids when we see these outward signs um, and, and try to pump them up in their greatest needs, uh, we're going to see a real change. With in other words, a guy that most needs to feel believed in and trusted mm-hmm. and encouraged in his individual impact in the world. And so, to be launched. So um, would doubt be like fear, too, if they are doubting themselves someplace? Absolutely. That's huge for a guy. A guy feels like, ah, oh, I don't measure up. And it, it, it crippled him. And so we have got, to, as parents, to, to go for that core fear and, and address that and not just feel like smacking him for the outward attitude. Okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Our guest today, Lisa Rice, author of Four Parent, co-author of Four Parents Only. We'll finish it up after the break. Thanks for staying with us today. <laughs> 